There we, were sex we scenes in a Dick Van Dyke show? Cold acid. Cold acid. Enable Kirby. December 9th, 2020. This is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 22, and bringing festive ERP to the holiday group text. I'm Abel Kirby. And podcasting interdimensionally, I'm Cold Acid. Oh, boy. And I, I've been on a little bit of a uh, of uh, Alex Jones uh, binge lately. Yeah? And, yeah, it's... God, I love watching that guy, or at least <laughs> listening to him. When he's on full blast, this one is good. I know, right? Yeah. He's, like, got this crazy energy to him, and, and I mean, like, it's so amazing. It's yeah. real! Yeah, early, really early this year, I had the pleasure of introducing uh, some coworkers on my way out of my last gig, and uh, on my way over here, introduced some of my coworkers to Alex Jones and Infowars. Infowars.com, they'd never seen him before. <laughs> That's where we're watching that shit. Oh man, and see their eyes light up. He he, he appreciated it. These people are showing up to this. Just just tune in and you watch him go. Yeah, people out here won't appreciate it quite so much. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the the closer to the left people are, the seems the less of a sense of humor they have. Well, I can't. Mm. Well, it refuse, goes the other way on the other side too. The, I refuse to make a a, a statement in in that. Maybe what it is is the more extreme your politics, the less sense of humor you have, because it's it goes the other direction too. At some point, parody. And what's that law which says at some point, uh, extremism? Yeah, was it pose law where extremism and parody become in? Uh, you can't differentiate between them. I can't yeah. remember how it's phrased. Yeah, some something like that. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I think I think the people who who are totally serious about it, the extremists who are totally serious about it, don't understand and they hate anything that par that's parody. Yeah. It's, um... You could almost state it in the, the... Was it Asimov's kind of way where you say a sufficiently deranged person is indistinguishable from comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... That's, uh, that's Clark. Clark, that's there Clark's you go. Yeah, that's wrong. third one. law, but, uh... But from technology and magic to uh, hilarity. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is hilarity besides magic? Hey, I got something magical here. Do you know what a tamarind is? Um, isn't it kind of orangey-like fruit? Yeah, it kind of looks like um, I don't know. It's really hard to tell because the printing on the can is really poor. <laughs> uh, but I've got a tamarind nectar can, Ooh. and I don't actually know what it is i looked it up on wikipedia but i didn't want to give the secret away so i didn't read it i just looked at the picture of it so you got your drink i got mine yeah i have what rec order league premium swedish cider Ooh. it's so it's wild berries flavored except for the fact that i looked at the ingredients there's flavoring, but there's no wild berries in the ingredients. Mm. And I'm not even sure if it's actually cider because the ingredients say apple and pear wine. <laughs> well, well, let's uh, let's give it a shot at least. Yeah. Hopefully it's not uh, it's not disgusting or anything. Wild flavor sounds like something, you know, the Kellogg's Corporation would come up with or uh, mm. Nestle. It's very licious. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it's not that bad. I mean, despite the fact that it's probably artificial flavoring and it's probably packed full of uh, other chemicals as well to preserve it for its trip across the ocean. Eh, it's not bad at all. I, it's got a good taste. I keep drinking this trying to figure out how to describe it. And it tastes like a light fruit. Um... Kind of like a pear, but it's not quite a pear. Hmm. It's not apparent yet, at least. 
don't know. I can definitely tell the pear part of the uh, cider slash wine with yeah. this thing. But there is a there is a bit of uh, of a wild berry flavor to wild it. Wild berry. What kind of uh, berry is a wild berry? Those that grow in the wild. So, but there's all kinds of there's wild strawberries, wild blackberries. Yeah, stra- Well, what's on the can looks to be uh, strawberry, raspberry, and blueberry. <laughs> but that's just an illustration. That may not actually have anything to do with the uh, with the berry flavoring. Yeah. It's like when the Trix has the fruit-shaped uh, shapes. They have nothing to do with fruit. Yeah, or all those, or all those, uh, or all those uh, shapes in Lucky Charms. <laughs> you know, I didn't know I wanted to the eat a horseshoe. Be delicious. I did. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted to eat a horseshoe, but uh, that leprechaun told me different. Yeah, he's pretty convincing. That leprechaun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guess what? Guess what I saw this morning when I woke up. A leprechaun? No. Now, what'd you see? What'd you see? Three inches of snow on everything. Ah. Yeah, it yeah. fucking snowed. Yeah. And now they're saying it's going to warm up. I mean, it's already it's already above freezing again. Not looking forward to, to more shoveling the next time the snow falls again, though. Yeah. I've been watching my weather. I need weather, to get a better shovel. Watching my weather report. We did have snow today. I went... Uh, was at work i took a drive out to get some lunch and uh hit a convenience store for a second and the uh snow was falling you know i started driving you can see pot just very light you know flying over the windshield and here we go it's below freezing right now uh and it'll continue to be that way until uh, the morning i think man winter's coming yep the dark winter so hit me with some anime oh some anime you want to start with anime we don't yeah, talk about we'll anime, anime. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, this one's, we need, this one's packaged well, I with mean, some news. Our whole, po- our whole point is uh, is Mongolian uh, <laughs> uh, cave paintings, right? Yeah, this is our Vietnamese basket weaving uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first uh, first one I have is actually kind of news-related. I'm sure you saw it got passed around on Noah Gentle uh, Social. Uh, Chuck Yeager passed away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I already pressed F to to pay respects. Yeah. Yes. Damn so. it! Stupid brain's not working. I'm not firing on all cylinders today. Uh, uh, I know some people say I never fire on all cylinders, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like half not here, man. Yeah. It's been a weird He's week for not me. Here, man. It's been a weird week for me too. But just to yeah. to get on with this, yeah, Chuck Yeager passed away. I think it was Monday. Monday evening, they said. Um, I believe his wife posted it on Twitter. Um, so, you know, rest in peace, the late, great Chuck Yeager. The um, tie-in to our show is that he was the basis for one of the characters in Strike Witches, which he was aware yep. of, too. Um, sometime when the first first Strike Witches anime came out, I think it was 2006 or seven. they actually got him to screen some episodes, and he gets to see the character Shirley. So he has a gender-bent version of him, uh, is uh, one of the major characters. She's not quite the main character in Strike Witches, but she's a, a primary character. And uh, I haven't seen a, a official mention from their uh, uh, the creator's Twitter or anything like that. But I did grab a couple people on Twitter where they uh, they're kind of saying, uh, "R.I.P. Chuck Yeager. You'll always have the honor of knowing that your Strike Witches character had the biggest boobs." Was what uh, <laughs> one guy on Twitter had to say people pointing out yeah it's possible that he saw some of the most recent season which just had you know some stuff we've already talked about on the show just gratuitous uh scenes with his character in it but the skinny was it at first he was like yeah this is weird but then then allegedly according to unconfirmed reports he he kind of liked the idea of having his uh having Shirley be his uh, representation of him he thought it was funny at least so oh well rest in peace yeah um, I wasn't going to dwell much more on Strike Witches uh, other than that today, but we had uh, some screenshots I uploaded. You seem to like uh, a set of them. Uh, the most recent episode we had, the return of uh, minor character Ursula, who is a, uh, a sister. The helmet gun! <laughs> She's the sister to, uh, I can't remember the, the other character's name. She comes in with all her almost um, carrot top style invention gags where she... <laughs> 
you know, it was a bunch of visual gags uh, for different inventions she made. She used the helmet gun. It's a helmet with a gun on it. It's, uh, it just looks stupid with it on her head. I love how it even has like the pickle halb spike on it. <laughs> yeah, it just it just like it just like makes it perfect, right? Yeah. No, she was a fun character. Uh, I think she showed up in some earlier series. I think this is this might be the fourth, the third or fourth Strike Witch series that actually came out. Because uh, there's the first one, then they had a second season, they had a spinoff, and yeah, I think this is the number four. So she's shown up before. Uh, Anyway, I'll, I'll put that in. It's a it's a fun little gag along with a little tribute to Chuck Yeager by a character on Twitter. Put that in the show notes so you can take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, oh, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit you with a show now. Sure. <clears throat> so Journey of Elena keeps up with the mood whiplash. I mentioned last week's show how the latest episode at that time was like really depressing and going into like themes where they had to put on like a disclaimer to the kids shouldn't watch the episode oh yeah and then this last one was just like ridiculously comfy and uh and enjoyable it's like are you are you gonna be are you gonna be a cute show or are you gonna be like a depressing dramatic show you know jerking me around every which way <laughs> and but That's... uh but yeah it's like the the uh, the witch who taught uh, Elena, and the witch who, and the witch who is now like the uh, teacher master to the girl who keeps trying to follow Elena around. Yeah, I know who you mean. I can't remember their names. Yeah, I, I, for, I forgot her name. Yeah, but anyway, I know who you yeah. mean. So they turn out. They turn out to have been the uh, the apprentices. To Nike, the the story writing witch that Elena wants to emulate, oh. and more and more hints that uh, that Nike is actually Elena's mom and just keeping it on the down low. Mm. So it's like, on the one hand, on the one hand, I'm feeling like it's confirmed, it's true, and it's real, and it's and real. on the other it's hand, real. I'm like, it's not the first time that a show has made me totally think something just to pull the rug out from under me at the last minute. So I'm I'm not sure which way to go. I I, I believe what I believe, but at the same time I believe I could be entirely wrong and I'm looking at the uh the credit so Toshiyuki Kabuka Kubuka, I guess, is uh the director of the anime television series. I'm just looking at the other stuff to maybe we can get a clue about what uh, uh Saya, Saya, that's the character's name. Yeah, Saya. Uh the girl, the girl, yeah. Apparently he worked on Batman. <laughs> Gunbuster. There you go. He's an anime animation director on Gunbuster. So yeah, that's totally in the cards. Uh he could do a switcheroo on you. Yeah. Wow, he was on Gunbuster. Wow. As an animation director. Holy crap. That's some cred. That's some street cred for anime. Worked on Gumbuster. Yeah, I've been keeping up with Journey of Elena. Um, I haven't watched episode 9, though I, I had time to. Uh, I'm just watching the good job, uh, the GJM subs. And they haven't published, as of yesterday, the episode uh -oh. 9. So I just haven't seen it yet. But I'm caught up with everything that's been out there. And I didn't want to switch my... Uh... That's not a good job. Well, I wasn't going to scold them for it. <laughs> I, I don't mind. No, I, I just had to, I just had to lay out the bad joke. That's mm -hmm. all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I I'm I'm a horrible I'm a horrible person who deserves all the punishment you can throw at me. Yay! Yeah, I don't see an update on their site. Let's see. The last one was December six, so it's been a couple. They haven't updated since Sunday. Well, we've got a day and a half before the next episode airs in Japan. Yep. Uh, literally, I'm looking at Analyst, and it's like one day, 11 hours, 28 minutes. Mm. Well, we're going to have to hit Analyst. I haven't been up there since last time we, we talked about it on the show, but like you said, uh, excuse me, before we started, the winter season's going to kick off soon, so we're going to have to take a look at uh, what's coming up and... Yeah, uh, I've already a... started taking a look. I've got I've got notes. I'm starting to prepare for for next episode even to go through like what shows have caught my eye. But really, next season is like so sequel heavy. 
Yeah, we'll see. I haven't looked at it yet. I'll, I'll get my yeah. list together. We, we'll talk about it next week, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. What else do we got? Uh, it's the end of the year, so we had some really lame uh, compilation videos of the best of 2020 kind of crap, and I was looking at the best, what the quote-unquote best news bloopers of 2020. And I think it's an hour-long uh -oh. hour -long video, and there was probably four or five things that were actually funny inside it. What you have to realize is most of these news bloopers, quote-unquote bloopers, are uh, mostly newscasters at home, and, like, their dog jumps in their lap. Oh, ho, ho, it's so funny. And after seeing, like, six of these in a row, it's just not interesting anymore. It's really lame uh, this year. It's just a shame because sometimes these news bloopers are uh, goldmine. But, yeah, like the like the ones for like the Brazilian newscast where like <laughs> where like yeah, there's like the anchor lady, she's out on the beach. No, not anchor lady, but like a female reporter out on the beach and like her bikini top blows off. Woo! Well, in the middle of something, right? And, yeah. Or and the, like when uh and when like the anchors are are caught hot mic saying something really stupid. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, if it's just, if it's just like cute moments with the kids or animals coming into the room yeah fuck that yeah that, i did that's not that's that's not best news bloopers that's just that's just working from home yeah i i went through i watched the whole thing i clipped i think the only things that made me giggle uh so let me play some of these if you're interested we get the right. uh, make sure that channel's turned up so let's hit see. me with a news blooper you did that for a hot pocket yes Oh, that's for a hot pocket. You broke into a bank for a hot pocket. Hot pocket. For hot, a hot pocket. pocket. Was it worth it? Hell yeah, it's worth it. A hot pocket? Hell yeah. Hot pocket? Hell yeah. <laughs> that was some B-roll they were taking of a guy getting arrested. Hot pocket. Hot pocket. Bing. We got a couple more yeah. here. I, I didn't label them before the show for reasons, but... It was jacket on, jacket off, jacket on, jacket off. Some rain would come. <laughs> the, the, weather, the weatherman with the report. Yeah, that's a good weather report. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Look how long it is. Just don't tell me it's raining. Ooh, hey, don't yeah. splash. Oh, hey, come on, that's rude, man. <laughs> I got wet. Sorry, bud. Did you got wet, Len? I got wet. Oh, man, I'll yeah. dry you off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh no. Oh, we're going to be trouble now. <laughs> yeah, that's more what I'm that's more what I'm thinking of for like news bloopers. Yeah, it's what it should be. And you know what Yeah, they, exactly. You know what they didn't have some of the the best material this year, they won't run it because it's too political, but it's things like the CNN reporter in front of a burning down city going, "Well, everyone everything's mostly peaceful here as the as, you know, a car burns behind them." That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have the right sense of humor. But the, it you know what that makes real, me think you know? of You've seen you've seen Naked Gun, right? The Naked Yeah, there's Naked Gun with yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, when he's in front of the or Was Jason it Naked said. Gun in front of in front of like a a uh, like a fireworks factory that's exploding? Yeah, Nothing yeah, to see here. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. <laughs> it's all under control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those are some great movies. So, oh yeah, the classic. No. I was, I'm, not, I'm not too hot on the sequels, but the original Naked Gun, that was such a classic film. Sir, you're, why are you swimming in raw sewage? I love it. That's the code word. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, rest in peace. He's also gone. Yeah. And uh, well, he was, He's was. he been gone for a few years now. Yeah. And also, yeah. there's another... Uh, I was listening to Hog Story just to get this out, because I used to get Leslie Nielsen and Dick Van Dyke confused when I was a kid. What? Uh, how? How? Because I was a how? kid, and they're just both old guys who were funny. Um, yeah, but they don't look anything alike. But their hair color is the same. What? That's the only thing they had in common. <laughs> no, they had a... And, uh, even, and even then... That wasn't even the case when they were younger. On on the Hawk story, they were talking about that show with Dick Van Dyke. On uh, I forget what Carolyn said it was on. I think it Carolyn brought, brought the it Dick up. Van Dyke show. No, it was Diagnosis Murder. She couldn't. They couldn't remember the. I was screaming at my radio this morning when I was listening to it. It's, it's Diagnosis Murder. <laughs> it was Dick Van Dyke played a uh, doctor. And his son, his real-life son, Barry Van Dyke, played a policeman. And so, who was played as the doctor's son in the, the show. So it was Dick Van Dyke, Barry Van Dyke, real father-son playing a father-son team in a 
mystery cop drama kind of situation. It was a really good show, funny show that mm. ran on, oh, geez, I forget who originally ran it, but it was syndicated on so many different channels. Um, we used to watch it on a channel called PAX, uh, which is a local, it's like the CW is these days. But they basically took Diagnosis Murder, they cut out the sex scenes, and they re-aired it. So that's the way we There were sex we scenes in a Dick Van Dyke show? Yeah, I I mean they weren't that bad. They were kind of like people kissing in a bedroom and then it fade to black. But that's they not a sex scene. They slightly edited it to make it more wholesome and they aired it on, you know, the family family channel. Good lord. Yeah. Ah well, Diagnosis oh, Murder. Brother. It was a good show. <laughs> I, it's a it's It doesn't sound like it needed any sort of edits. I don't know. I get a couple more I'm, of these I'm, clips. Gonna, I'm now going to think about this whenever whenever I hear the show mentioned. <laughs> that it was that was cut down from having like no sex scenes to having like negative sex scenes. <laughs> and it's going to be like how and why? Yeah. Dr. Mark Salone, yeah. I'm on the uh I'll, I'm going to link you this so you don't have to go find it after the show cuz I know you're going to have to do that. I don't know why I put in equals after that. I fat-fingered the keyboard. All right, we're just completely off topic. Um, how do you want to get back on the reels? I got a couple more of these clips. I got two more, Yeah, I think. play another clip, and uh, and we got more anime to talk about, too. Yeah, let me let me clear these things out, and then we'll move on. So we got uh, this one right here. I don't remember what these are, so let's find out. A British musician has been playing the piano to monkeys to raise awareness of their <laughs> hunger. Paul Barton had a bit of a tough crowd to please, with the audience of macaques tugging on his hair, and as you can see... <laughs> climbing all over the piano. Thailand is seeing fewer visitors to feed them and fewer funds to look after them. Well, uh, the monkeys are in fact his latest audience. He previously played Bach, Schubert, Chopin and Beethoven for more than a decade to elephants at retirement <laughs> sanctuaries. <laughs> He's breaking up while I'm breaking up. <laughs> and just to be clear, that wasn't from Monty Python. That was an actual news report. <laughs> the guys play it. So because of COVID-19, there's no tourists to feed the monkeys. So he's there to raise awareness. We gotta feed the monkeys. AMC called the idea, quote, categorically unacceptable. Unacceptable. Universal successfully released <laughs> Trolls World War II. Oh, excuse me, World War II. <laughs> Man, that movie took a twist. <laughs> the trolls, World War II. The trolls in the bunker. Hasbro didn't approve that. I don't think they approved the the trolls' death. Camps. No, no, I don't think they would approve of that. Not, not even the Avalon Hill Division would go there. <laughs> oh man. Get your SS Brigade trolls. <laughs> oh, dear. No, that was it. That was out of, I think, an hour long. Those are the only clips I uh, I, I thought were worth clipping at all. And like Good I said, Lord. it's mostly kids. It's mostly like a toddler walks in in the background, and you can see the, the mom's trying to be interviewed or the dad's trying to be interviewed. They're like trying to push the kid away because they're on live TV. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, this kid doesn't know any better. It's just talking. Mommy, 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 <laughs> mommy, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, well, we've all been there, I suppose. Oh, I haven't. Well, I don't I have to... any kids to come and intrude on me while I'm doing stuff. I was going to say, I, I was getting it. I used to do that. <laughs> oh. I believe when I was a toddler. <laughs> mommy. Oh, well. No. No. <laughs> All right, so going yeah, back got, to anime, what do we got you, run you first or me? I'll go ahead, do another one. Me? Okay. Yeah. So you also know, like, uh, Our Last Crusade, right? That uh, that show, that other show I've watching where it's like the world's at war between, like, this, the Empire and, like, the the nebulous sovereignty, like a bunch of witches. And... I have no idea what this is. If you've talked about it on the show, then I just completely zoned out when you were. Because I'm pretty, not I'm pretty sure that I have. It, I've I've been finding it. I've been finding it really interesting, and I have no idea how they're going to like wrap with uh, with them just finishing a uh, with them just finishing like an arc in this last episode, but. Uh, 
it doesn't look like it's continuing on into into the winter so I think they're I think they're hoping for a, a second season down the road yeah given that it's a light novel adaptation there's probably a good chance of that actually happening but uh, and speaking of the light novels I'm actually I actually ordered I actually ordered a bunch of the uh, English ones the first three English volumes and they should be arriving uh throughout the next three days hmm. because Amazon decided that uh, that they couldn't be all sent at once on, on the same day. So I'm getting three different packages for three different books for mm -hmm. one single order. Indeed. I'm sure they're all recyclable, though, so you are saving the planet. Yeah, but uh, the, show, the show's been interesting enough to me that I've actually decided to go ahead and, uh, and read the light novels. Does this have any parallels to the real Crusades, or is it just a uh, fictional? No, no, yeah. it's a uh, it's fictional show. All right. And the light novels, what are they published by, Yen Press or something? Yep, Yen Press. Yep, there you go. In fact, uh, in fact, there is a volume, volume five is uh, coming out next week or the week after, just before Christmas, I think like on the 19th or something. And then in april will be volume six in english mm. so for me i got uh, let me wrap up my last two they're both very short um the uh, day I became god i'm continuing to watch there's no bingo yet just so you know Aww. actually i don't think there's been a new bingo square so they've dodged the magic angle this time so far we'll find out maybe they're Could all this be by his magic. first show that doesn't score a bingo possibly i'm trying to think yeah it, it might be i mean angel beat certainly did Hmm. But yeah, the plot's uh, squarely marching on. It seems like it's going to be a uh, more of a sci-fi uh, angle to everything instead of uh, magic and uh, you know uh, the, you're feeling they we save the day by having uh, more powerful feelings, kind of you know, cop out stuff, you know, anime plot stuff. Good lord! But we'll see. We'll see. It's certainly interesting. Um, though I don't want to spoil it, uh, so I won't say much more. And Higurashi is still... I'll tell you what, it's retreading more than I wish it did. The uh, the Higurashi uh, new season, or new anime that's out now, has spent a lot of time re-going through the old arcs and then just kind of changing them in small ways. And so it's looking a lot more like a remake than the sequel that we all... that I thought. And so it goes back and forth. So sometimes there'll be episodes that are completely different, things that are completely different from the uh, the original series or from the sound novels. And uh, then you'll have an episode like the one that uh, just came out, which I think was episode 9 or 10, where it's it's not a shot-for-shot -shot remake, but the story is identical to an, early, an episode that was made by Dean in the original airing in 2006. So like, I don't know. It's a, I'm having a love-hate relationship with this because I like watching it, and it's nice to see the, the story again after, what's it been, 14 years or something since I last watched it. But it's just not a... I wish they had done more with it. I should find out if it's one core or two. Let's see. I think it's... Uh, it's let, me, let me check because I've got the, uh, I've got the chart uh, open in a tab here. So yeah. if I scroll down to Leftovers, it is a two-core show. Yeah. So they're going to keep going. Yep. Oh, maybe they'll pick it up. Uh, they're running out of material right now for season one, so because they, they're blowing through it a little faster than the Dean anime did. So we'll see. Maybe they'll pick it up in the second uh, second half of the season. Other than that, that was you, it. You'll uh, have to hope, yeah. Yeah, I put a... Uh, the only screenshots I could put in that weren't complete spoilers, I put one in. I don't know if you want to include them or not. We might as, It's just more work, I guess, than... Uh, you definitely uh, scaled it down a bit more than I'm used to. Oh, that's a mistake. Jeez, now I'm going to go on a tirade about this stupid Synology note station, which is what I'm doing all my notes in. Oh, never mind. I just uh, I just did the right click and open a new tab, and it's full size. It's only it's only in your note page that uh, that it's so tiny. Yeah. So those um, scale settings. Here's what happens when you edit the document inside the app on your phone, as I was doing earlier today, if you, what happens is those images become very large. And so you want to zoom out of the document a little bit so you can get a better view of the, the layout. And so what happens is when you pinch to zoom out, it doesn't zoom out. It resizes 
whatever's under your finger. And so you change font sizes, you change the image size. It's very irritating. It, and so wow, that's that's terrible design. It is actually infuriating design. I, it took me a while to figure out what was going on because you pinch zoom and it looks like everything changes size. But then if you zoom out far enough, you realize actually just this one photo change size and the rest of the text is the same. So it's I don't know. I'll see if there's an update for this or maybe I'll, I'll make a bug report. But this is really feels like something something was just missed in the design screwy. of this. I was also trying to set all the heading levels to match your headings that you put inside the uh, in the uh, show notes. And so I have heading two and heading three, but sometimes they don't get applied right. So the style. Uh, oh, you don't they, need you don't need to do that. I mean, I, if you know, want, but, if you want to manage things, if you want to manage things on my scale, you'll need to start using Emacs. No, I just wanted to match it so like the headings would be the, you know, a, they'd look approximately right. They'd look the same in my notes as they do in the show notes is what my goal was. And uh, it doesn't apply them right. It, it doesn't matter because it doesn't apply the styles right either. So it doesn't matter at all. No biggie. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it seems to arbitrarily apply uh, the uh, the point size for like if I select this and change the text format to heading three, sometimes it'll change the, uh, the point size of the text and sometimes it won't. It's just whatever it feels like that day. So I, I've been swearing at this software. It, it's nifty, but it's not quite ready for prime time. Oh, it's open sourced, right? Um, no, I don't think this one is. There is an open oh. source kind of one, but I think this one is closed source. Because I was going to say, if it's open source, it's always never ready. Yeah. Bum, 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 <laughs> but, um... We brought that up uh, post-show last time. That sound effect sounds like the opening notes from uh, that Elton John song. But 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 Benny and the Jets. I, I, I'm <laughs> not entirely sold on that, honestly, but I can understand playing it with that rhythm. It That does work. That yeah. does work. Our experimentation proved that. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks to Matt for coming on and putting up with us for a little... We didn't quite make two hours. What was it, an hour and 40 or something like that? God, we need to have him on again. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I get the uh, the clips. Let's see, I got the... Uh, My maps! <laughs> the ISO. <laughs> My maps! I also got the one from the show. My maps! <laughs> so we can play them side by side. My maps! <laughs> yeah, he's got a career. You're going to send that over to him too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be surprised if Fletcher wants it as well. Yeah, I'll just send it to you. If, if you want to just talk to Cold Acid, he'll give it to you. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, Fletcher, I'm 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 the clips guy now. Yeah. Yeah. If you want any of the show clips, you got to go through me, <laughs> and I'll get them from Abel Kirby for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about setting... If it weren't for some of the bugs inside the Synology stuff, I was going to set up a rare encounter uh, environment that I can keep all my... Uh, clips and then I keep the show uh, source data and things like that inside that you'd be able to log in and you know pull something out if you needed to or if I wasn't around you could go and go and do something with it but just because of the unpolished nature of it I don't know if that's going to happen fortunately the Synology stuff just isn't perfect yet I don't know maybe not ready for prime time yeah definitely yeah, yeah. all right what do we no. got I got some more topics uh, you sport climbing girls sport climbing girls there you go yeah <clears throat> So, so June is back. She was the she was the one who is like always about climbing from when she was like a little kid, and and then she like broke down, broke down during uh, during a competition, couldn't do anything because the uh, main character just like blowing everything away until until like the end of that competition almost, and uh, like. Uh, Oh, I mean, cute girls doing cute, th doing cute things. What else can I fucking say? Yeah, it's one of those. I shows. mean, at th at this point, at this point, if people aren't watching the show, uh, the only the only thing that might get their attention is the fact that the show is cute girls doing cute things, climbing cute walls. Yes, cute girls climbing cute walls, and actually, they're doing speed climbing now. It's like. Uh, so apparently, there's like three different uh, three different types of uh, of uh, rock wall climbing. There's uh, there's lead, there's bouldering, 
and there's speed climbing. And the first the first two have been already seen in the show and now and now they're practicing their speed climbing and apparently got to be under 15 seconds if you want to be able to qualify at anything. And so it's like with that with the speed climbing it's like an actual preset uh the wall's preset everybody's got the same wall. It's like the same over and over like every year so it's pretty much like a uh, like 100 meter dash, right? It's you know, the surface is the same, the conditions are the same, and it's just a matter of who's the fastest. Mm. And our girl, she ain't. <laughs> now, is this a two-core show also? Nope, 12 episodes. 12 episodes. The Sport Climbing Girls yep. is about to finish up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, episode 11 is coming up in two, day, two and a half days, and then... Uh, and then another, I guess, on the eighteenth or so, will be the final episode of the show. Yeah. So if you want, if you want to watch cute girls climbing cute walls, <laughs> uh, better get to it. Well, speaking of things that are uh, that are uh, going away, we have this monolith story, which unfortunately won't go away now. I think we called it right the first time it showed up, which was that it's some kind of prank, some kind of engineering thing. And now we you have a... called it. I want to believe. <laughs> yeah, it it became really apparent. And there is a guy on YouTube who took uh, credit for it, and I didn't watch his whole video, but they have. Uh, I linked it in the show notes. Yeah, just just from what I just from what I saw as well. I'm I'm wondering if this guy is for real or if we're still being pranked. Yeah, I I, I, ha I have my suspicions that this is not actually the guy behind it. Well, that's always possible, too. I mean, it could be... Uh, it, obviously, everything is not as it seems. When they publish these stories where they say, oh, a monolith appeared. Well, it didn't appear. Someone put it there, and the people who found it may or may not have actually found it. They might have... I think our first uh, speculation the first time was, I wonder if the guys who found it were the ones who just put it there. <laughs> it should be the yeah. simplest explanation, right? But, oh, well. Story that won't go away. I don't. I don't mind. I mean, uh, one day maybe we will discover an actual like alien monolith. <laughs> there were a bunch of those on the. You're talking about a hog story. Would they have one on? Uh, well, well, the. the I the, mean that the, uh, that Israeli guy, that Israeli government guy, who is saying like aliens are already here and they're just keeping on the down low. But they've been talking with Israel and the United States, and they got like this whole. This whole like Federation of Planets things going on. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh huh. We all know the real ones in orbit of Jupiter. Mm hmm. Yeah. The other ones we on have, the moon. No, we. What we really know is that the that the aliens among us have been uh, have been here throughout civilization, and they're not leaving the planet. <laughs> you know, the reptilians. And the moon is hollow. I, I refuse. The moon yeah, is I hollow, and to that's believe that the reptilians actually evolved here with the rest of us. Uh, it's the giant egg that they hid under the surface of the earth in uh, Evangelion. Oh, oh, there's something. <laughs> there's something to mention. So apparently, during the uh, during the winter season, the final Evangelion movie is coming out. Oh, Evangelion yeah. 3.0 plus 1.0. I have been waiting for that to show up on the Fathom Events page, and it has not yet. Well, it's there on uh, on Anachart. Me... It is airing, let me see, January 23rd. January 23rd. Well, shit, it's not on Fathom Events. So that means it's not going to end up in theaters that I can go to. Frick. Well, sometimes they delay it. Like um, that Type Moon Heaven's Feel uh, movie came out earlier this year in Japan, and then it didn't make it into theaters here until... Uh, november so maybe there's still hope. yeah well we're the we're the previous uh were the previous rebuild films uh simultaneously released they did um screenings of the f second i think simultaneous if i remember right they had a launch party i want to say in san francisco um i i had i didn't get to go to it they have been other movies that did that like the um uh, the Kon konosuba movie um had a premiere I can't remember what the title of the movie was. Uh, the Legend of the Crimson Demon or something. You know the, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Of course I know about Konosuba. They had the... I went to see that movie in theaters, and I think it, it aired just about the same time it did in Japan, so that was not quite a simultaneous release, but it was really cool. 
So they do it. So they do it from time to time. Fathom Events has been known to do stuff like that, but they uh, apparently they're not doing it for Evangelion. Man, what a shame. I guess it's just gonna get a uh, it's just gonna get a later release. I'm not seeing anything about it actually uh, coming out simul like with a simultaneous translation in English. I'm looking for to see if it's on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Uh, I don't think so. Neon Genesis 13 anime movies and shows on Netflix. Oh, are you interested in the 13 anime movies and shows on Netflix with the highest Rotten Tomatoes scores? I don't know if want. Uh, let's see. Looks like it's Soul Eater, One Punch Man. They don't have labels. Evangelion. Yeah, it's nothing too interesting. It's all the stuff you'd expect. Full Metal Alchemist. Is it Brotherhood? Yeah, Brotherhood. Ugh. I didn't like that. The original <laughs> one was the better, man. I don't care if it didn't follow the manga. All right, all right. You know, some pe some people are are really anal about uh, about uh, shows following their source material. Yeah, I don't know what those people do for fun. You know, maybe they organize their paper clips. <clears throat> yeah, I've I've done that once in a while. <laughs> uh, one show that one show that actually doesn't follow its source material at all is that uh, is that Dogiza etchy show that short I've, I've been continuing to watch it crappy as it is is this the slime thing no this isn't the slime thing this is this is the guy who like keeps begging girls to show to show him their panties show me and your their boobs. Tits. is it captain falcon show me your boobs no no he he just <laughs> dogs us for it oh boy it it's it's like it's pants on head man it's is this just like painful to watch <clears throat> Yes, and okay. yet, and yet, like observing a car wreck in slow motion, I just can't look away. It was like a train capsizing midair. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, speaking of things, uh, I don't know where I was going with that capsizing midair. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that either. Like. That. None of those things. None of those things are connected at all. <laughs> I was gonna try and get into uh, some other bullshit. It doesn't matter. Uh, I can't find my note for it, so I'm not gonna talk about it, huh? How about that? Oh no! What do I have on my rundown? I got uh, podcast updates. We always like to put these in the show as a service to the listener. So if you were listening to our podcast and you wanted to know what other podcasts were doing, then you could listen to this show and we would tell you. Uh, so we got Grumpy Old Ben's episode 117. Populous Passwords uh, came out on December 7. It was Monday. And they took our... Uh, well, I guess we had that topic first. We had that password list, and we never brought it up. Do you remember that? It showed, yeah. It showed up in the show notes, so we kind of didn't get to it. So, oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, topics that we don't hit. I mean, like, it's not like we have dibs on them. Yeah, I know. It's just, it, it was funny to see that turn up again. So, oh, yeah, we were going to do that bit. Uh, Hawk Story had Use Yes. I was listening to that. I think I'm halfway through. That came out Tuesday. And You Always Say... Well, it's recorded Monday. Um, yeah, there's a, there's some more there's some more Hog Story-related chat to do as well. Yeah, what's going on with Hog Story? Well, it's not so much what's going on with Hog Story, but I got to meet Carolyn Blaney! Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Friday, there was, uh, there was a no-agenda meetup up in Peterborough, Ontario. And that's like uh, that's like a forty-five minute drive in uh, in good weather and good conditions. It took me maybe fifty, fifty-five minutes because uh, driving at night in the winter time instead. And it was actually it was actually a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and what kind of yeah. place was and, this? Yeah, a got bar? to actually. Yeah, it's a it's a pub called Riley's. Riley's. And it's like right downtown, uh, right downtown Peterborough. Peterborough. And apparently they have, uh, I didn't have them, but apparently they have, like, really good wings. Mm. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the other guys, one of the other guys who's at the meetup, he works as, uh, as, uh, as an accounting guy for another brew pub in the city. Mm. And he, he complained about how this place doesn't have his pub's beer. Hmm. I don't. I. I think it was mostly not. It was not like he was annoyed with it or anything. I mean, it's quite understandable. 
he's just like joking about it yeah but yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty nice getting to getting to meet carolyn and a few other people who showed up uh, there was one other guy who who came in from even farther he came in from toronto all the way up hmm. and uh and getting to meet or getting to meet again with uh sir richard of the kawarthas who who also hosted another meetup that i went to back uh back last summer uh was by which i mean summer 2019 not summer 2020 because as we all know nothing happened this year because yep. oh no the covids can we have a redo right? on 2020 we just started over it could be like one of those years that didn't exist, you know, back in the old days. I, th I think that's the only. I think that's the only way to do it. I don't think we get to actually have a do-over. Given given how things are, given how things are going, a do-over would probably turn out even worse. I mean, just look at all these remakes of uh, of classic movies that have oh, been yeah. going on recently, right? Yeah. Do you really want? Do you really want to have a remake of 2020? Yeah. It's bad enough as it is. Anyway, now that I've derailed you, <laughs> that does. Uh, let's continue on with those podcast updates. Yeah, podcast updates. I, I tried to look up a map, to uh, to look for Riley's Pub, and I, it auto corrected to Maps with Matt, in my. Uh, oh wow! Because because I typed that so much in my, uh, my search bar because I'm always looking for that new episode of Maps with Matt. I'm on it all the time, every day. I wake up and I look at that web page. I'm looking for that episode. And yeah, it's been it's been a week since the last episode. Well, it's been 247 days since the last episode of Maps with Matt. Uh, and tonight, on Nick the Rat, he has mail for mystical creatures. That's M A I L, not M A L E. Yeah. Just just in, just just to warn just to warn the uh, the gay furries out there. Yeah, Mystic for Male Creatures is on the other channel. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's uh that's the rundown, eh? For what do podcasts. we got? What do we got? I'm, on, I'm uh... expecting I'm expecting a good uh, a good show tomorrow for No Agenda. Yeah. I mean, we got we got the vaccine approved here in Scandinavia now. And the FBI comes clean about uh, the Seth Rich laptop. Yes, they do have it, and they are analyzing it. Mm. And they are they are starting to treat things as an actual murder. It's only taken forever. So I expect to hear quite a bit about about that. Oh, and and the secret China's papers uh, that were freedom of information. Freedom of information, not freedom from information. As much as as much as the government uh, here and in Washington would like it to be. Uh, so yeah, like Trudeau being angry that uh, that our military didn't want to do joint uh, training with the Chinese military here in Canada. Mm. Mm. So I think I think we're gonna have a hot show tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna listen live because. Because I can, I can handle that level of responsibility. I, I don't know about you. Uh, I uh, I don't listen to the podcast at work, so I won't be listening live. Ah, uh, but I do occasionally yeah. listen to parts of the show live on Sunday for no agenda. Yeah, well, so the, you're just gonna have to wait for it to, for it to hit the feed then. Oh yeah, so I, I don't get out of it. I don't get out of work until after the show's posted anyway, so it's not like. Well, that's good. That's good then. I've, ha I've had days. I've had days when I, before having to work from home all the time, where it was it was fairly iffy if the episode would drop before or after I left. Mm. But I mean, the last uh, the last year, uh, Adam's been really good at getting the show uh, online in under an hour. Yeah, it's usually shows up in my podcast my podcatcher i think about 4 p.m or a little after maybe a quarter past four and that's what and that's with them actually like wrapping at like 3 30 mm. that's something special yeah Adam, he's gotta he's gotta have a great checklist you should you should check in with him for his <laughs> post-show checklist yeah i know i gotta get on my checklist to make sure what i need is a disclaimer what before i upload the uh since you've been updating our website what we need is a feature on the admin page that when you click the upload an episode, it pops up and says, use your fucking checklist. <laughs> you know, then I can't upload a yeah. show without, without metadata anymore. Well, who knows? I mean, I mean, I've already contributed a bunch of, uh, 
a bunch of changes to the software we're using for for the site. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they will actually get uh, approved and merged in. But it means like down the road, maybe I can build in our own checklist in our own fork <laughs> of the site. <clears throat> uh, by the way, if I do do that. I'm gonna. We're definitely gonna need to start taking donations because I'm not doing that work for free. Aha. Uh -huh. We need to. We need to get some value for our value. So we're gonna have to look into this lightning shit as well at some point. Yeah. Um. I'm on board. Gotta, with gotta get those sats streamed to us. I'm those looking, satoshis. I'm looking for the. Uh. What do you call it? The reference model. Uh. Like someone has to set up an example that works and i know they did that with i guess no agenda is doing it but um it, it's not clear to me all of the steps that i have to do to make that happen On i bet comic end, strip I, blogger could do it yeah so i know there's lightning node. okay so i have to get my own node what exactly does that look like you know, there's some education problems. I need to be read in on how this stuff is actually supposed to work. And I, I'm picking up a little bit from the podcast 2.0 podcast, but it's uh, still a something lot of, I, a lot I'm of that, about. Uh, a lot of that lightning stuff, honestly, just goes right over my head the way that they're, they've been talking about it on uh, podcasting 2.0. It's, it's like, just, I'm not making, I'm not making heads or tails of it. Yeah, and there's also so that that's going to have to be up to you. I mean, if if we want to do PayPal donations, fine. If people no. if people want to tip us like 10 grands on No Agenda Social, <laughs> fine. I mean, like I I I'm a, I am accepting your 10 grands tips. Just just putting it out there. And uh and this lightning stuff is just yeah, I'm like I'm absolutely without a clue. Yeah, I'd like to find out more about how that works and uh, if we can get a demo together and uh, maybe, you know, behind the scenes, uh, get some working uh, prototype before, you know, we go live with anything. Just be able to move some, shoot some sats at each other. Hey, I'm going to shoot you some sats. That's what a sat sounds like when you shoot it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of corrections, uh, I was looking through... Uh, this is just a funny thing I, yeah, I saw in nature. Nature lied. Plants died. <laughs> it's not going. I, I, come on, come on, come on. You have to admit that's actually that's actually pretty funny. A lot more funnier than you than how you described it in your notes. Uh, so the I was looking at different uh, memberships, professional and scientific memberships. I don't know. Do I want to subscribe to Nature? I've got a thing through uh, work where I'm gonna. Uh, either get IEEE or something like that. I was just looking at everything out there. So it's, yeah, the Nature Magazine, they published a lot of the high-energy physics stuff that was interesting to me. They published some, um, you know, really important work uh, in just discerning how our world around us works, and uh, in especially in the 50s and 60s. And so I was trying to figure out what's going on with Nature today. What are they actually publishing? And... Honestly, it's not that interesting, but I did find their retractions page. And so if you look at the nature retractions page, it's it's uh, just a laundry list of like all the stupid mistakes that I make inside all of uh, my reports that I write. So they have things like the figure number 12 was supposed to be uh, on the left and figure number 13 was supposed to be on the right. You know, those little clerical errors and citations with wrong abbreviations, stuff like that. <laughs> but I was reading through it saying, wow, these guys are the the best in the world right they're supposed to be this is the the paper of record for scientific findings is oh they still make that same the same stupid mistakes i do so yeah even even the royal society has clueless interns yeah yeah and they do things it, some of its stylistic choices though like they had a, a graph they retracted because it had it was uh some some quantity on the y-axis is something and then it had the percent symbol and they retracted it, replaced it with something that said percent of, and they spelled out the word percent. So that was what a con what a correction was. You know, it's little little things like that. Okay, so that sounds like it's starting to get into the territory of just being anal. Yeah, some of it was really bad. It was like the um, it was an abbreviation for some uh, school, and I can't remember what it was. It was some French university, and they had the abbreviation was off by like a period or something like that and they redid a whole retraction and, and everything is said oh the only thing wrong with this article is this 
you know, grammatical mistake inside the, uh, inside the, the citing of the university name that this one person was working at, you know, it's not ah, well, <laughs> but I was reading nature, um, articles for this photograph 51. I don't know. We'll bring that up on some other show. I, I, it's something I've been interested in a, for a long time. It's this, uh, x-ray crystallography, uh, photograph that famously demonstrated that, uh, DNA is a double helix. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, there is a play about it and there's rings a bell. Yeah. But the details elude me. They had a play based on it too, which was, I can't get a copy of the script, uh, but it was Rosalind Franklin was a lab manager at King's, was it King's college? Yeah. King's college in London. I got the page up now. And she, this is in the fifties and they were taking, uh, x-ray crystal, uh, x-ray crystal, uh, diffraction images. <laughs> of strains of DNA. They had this whole process that's very interesting and intricate for how they would actually get DNA isolated and lined up in a way that they could actually do this, take this photograph. I'm going to post you, post that little picture in there because now I'm talking about it too much without showing Crystallography. It to you. Crystallography. There's photo 51. And uh, they have some really good information on exactly what camera they use, what the X-ray source was, uh, what are the dimensions of the setup? So how close was this lens to that and, and how big the sample was, how big the x-ray spot was. They have all the technical information inside the, the papers, which you miss if you only read the Wikipedia article. And so that's been something I've been uh, looking at. In fact, there is a book by the guy, I think he's the guy who got the Nobel Prize for interpreting this photo correctly. Um, has a written story of his account for how uh, how everything happened and of course there was drama inside the college and um rosalind franklin left her team took this uh this photograph but then she left to work for some communist uh and then when all her work got sent over to you know the next person she said oh well she's gone so we they gave all her stuff to someone else and he figured out that it was the double helix and there's a lot of people who can they, they say that, well, if she had stuck around, she would have figured it out her, uh, herself, and so she should be on the Nobel Prize, too, but I don't know. It's Well, she didn't figure it out. She left without uh, without finishing that work. And Well, that's what a lot of people say, so we'll see. Obviously, she's a feminist icon because she, uh, this, she did a lot of really good work. If you look into what did it take to make the photograph, like just looking at the photograph and saying, oh, this is the diffraction pattern of a double helix... That's a huge step, but then to actually make the photograph, they had a shitload of work that they had to do. Um, the exposure time for this one photo, I think, was 65 hours, and not all the photographs came out. Some of the photographs were, were over 100 hours of exposure time, you know, just to get one picture, and then you could develop it. So it's, you know, long, arduous uh, project that they were undertaking without any guarantee that, that anything would come of it at all, and they undertook it, so... You know, maybe she deserves more credit these days. She, if she you... definitely de she definitely deserves uh, deserves more credit, but the the way you I'm read still, story I'm still going to say she she doesn't get the Nobel for discovering this about DNA because she didn't. But she definitely she definitely was the uh, was the giant uh, who uh, Crick and Watson whose, whose shoulders Crick and Watson were standing on. Yeah. Let's say. The thing is, she published the same year, um, I think it was a paper called Evidence of the Double Helix Inside uh, Strands of DNA. I, I can't remember the exact title, but she published a paper after she had left on because she kept working with this guy, Raymond Gosling, after. And I can't get a copy of this stupid paper because uh, it's behind a paywall. <laughs> so I haven't been able to read it and figure out, one, what was the exact date the work was done on, which I'm sure she would mention, and then two, what was the extent of the work that she actually did. So all I okay, have so is... Okay, then now, it, now it's actually starting to sound like a priority issue instead. If she if she is actually, like, already had, like, a paper that claimed it that... Uh, well... But without being, with a, without being able to actually, like, read and verify the dates on the paper, right? I mean... All you have is uh, all you have is like a he said she said sort of priority battle. Oh, kind of like uh, kind of like uh, Newton and Leibniz with the calculus. I don't know. I'd like to. The paper is just behind a paywall because they don't subscribe to the service that is published under. I yeah. can get a copy if I pay like fifteen bucks for it. 
and I just didn't do that. But well, know, it's something I'm gonna read the book. I'm gonna read. Well, the listeners, book the send, and, uh... send Abel Kirby fifteen bucks so he can uh, so he can buy that paper and and let you know if uh, if uh, she's the one who discovered DNA before Crick and Watson. Yeah, I'm gonna get the. Uh... We're, we're we're breaking we're breaking the hot science stories out here on uh, here on Rare Encounter. Yeah, the, the 19, news you need to know from 1953. I don't. It's just been yeah. on my mind. This is what I this is what I'm doing on the show. I'm just bringing up stuff that's interesting to me. So I'm gonna read that book. I'm I'm actually gonna get uh, the audio book version of it. I'm gonna listen to it to be more exact. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm gonna form my own opinion. Yeah. Send me along a link to the book too. Yeah. Sure. We can stick that in the show notes. Oh yeah. So, a few other things we should uh, we should touch on before uh, before wrapping up for today, and uh, one of them actually you were mentioning before we actually started the show that you're thinking of uh, dropping an dropping an album using uh, using like podcast 2.0 tech. Except I also and... said I don't want to bring it up on the show, but thanks. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> scooping me all right just put stick in a marker and, and erase that <laughs> nah, i'll leave it i don't give a shit okay okay but anyway i want to connect that to to something else where we were talking about the value for value right yeah and being able to you being able to like uh being able to like stream satoshis or or just generally tip for for podcast podcast content yep maybe that's what uh, maybe that's what british musicians should start doing instead of using streaming services <laughs> yeah did you see those uh, yeah. articles yeah i, I took a look at those uh, i took a look at those articles just uh, just just skim them over but yeah like less than 200 pounds a year from uh, from streaming revenue. Yeah, this was... And that's 82% of musicians in uh, in Britain. So first, I want to apologize for linking you to Enemy, because I didn't... That's the that's just what came in in the search when I was looking for it, but... It was, why, it, why the apology? I've got uh, I've got good ad blockers and everything. I didn't get anything showing up. Hmm. Ah, well. Well, I derailed yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, good, good work, good work. Woo! But uh, yeah, uh, so eighty-two percent of musicians learn uh, earn less than two hundred a year from streaming. This two hundred pounds, I should say. What I've heard from friends of mine who are musicians who have stuff on Spotify and streaming and Bandcamp, they always get more money off from Bandcamp than they ever get out of Spotify. They get nothing for streaming services. Um, all the money goes to the publisher, whether it's a Vanity Press or it's a, um, you know, even if it was a real uh, label. They don't pay the artists mm -hmm. anything, and anyway, the streaming companies barely pay the, the labels. Label anything. Never paid, never paid the artists anything. Even, even from, uh, even from album sales. Uh, back, I remember back in like the '90s and early 2000s, they were always complaining that from album sales, the the artists get barely anything at all, and most of their most of their money was made by touring. Yeah, and they, they got a bigger they got a bigger cut of the of the ticket sales from uh, from the uh, con from the concert organizers and and maybe even Ticketmaster, who's like tight fisted like uh, nothing else, than they get from their than they get from their recording contracts. Yeah, and even when they had a the story was even when they had a line in that said, "Oh well, we'll pay you a small percent per album sale." What would happen is they just lie to him and say, "Hey, we didn't sell any albums. Sorry." Yeah. You know, what's What's going to stop them from doing that? Uh, especially if you don't have their document. So the only way you can prove that they uh, that they're lying to you is if you had the documentation that they're not going to give to you. So that's why we need blockchain. <laughs> that's why we need blockchain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about what it would take to do a uh, if I had a wanted to do an album release through RSS through podcast 2.0 tech how would that fit in so I'd have I'd have to have a value tag in I could probably do all the tracks as different chapters and the show notes obviously you could have uh, uh, links to the you know the lost list versions of the, the the songs if you wanted and I don't know that's another thing I've been pondering I'm gonna say no promises yet uh, but uh it's something that I'd like to get uh, at least a little demo of maybe how it would work. Maybe that's what we need to do is uh, just start moving on this lightning node stuff and uh, playing with it and see seeing what could be done. Yeah, definitely we need to look into that. 
we need to look into we still need to look into actually running a stream as well for for doing episodes live and having a troll room going on oh yeah um i have a geez i have a stream but i'm not i don't connect to it so i could pretty easily jump into any icecast stream um actually all i have to do is drop this plugin on my uh my master bus here and that'll take care of it um but also what did i run into i had a problem with uh configuring the server and so i just turned it off because i didn't want it running with uh without the uh uh, admin password being set to something besides hack me so i just i disabled it <laughs> um, i was having trouble with file permissions or something and i gave up after a while ah. yeah it was annoying oh well, again talk, talk to node bit uh in the in the hog story chat room because mm. he's the one who he's the one who manages who manages thirst stream keeps it running so he might have ideas for you yeah well yeah. i i I should get back on that. Like, like I said, I had it running, but I didn't have uh, the config file. Was hard to get. To you didn't the way have I set it up. secure. Yeah, it wasn't secure, and I didn't want to do anything with it. So, yeah. uh, that was that. All right. Uh, the rest of the stuff that I've got. Uh, I mean, one one of them one of them I've been making noise about lately, but can be pushed off to next week. And the other one is just uh, essentially evergreen. So I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind pushing off my remaining topics till uh, till next week or even the week after because I mean next week's going to be another another longest <laughs> show with all the with all the shows we're going to be bringing up for our for our watch lists for I, next season. I'm I've got an idea. I'll tell you later uh, that might make that show a little more fun. I'll let you. I'll Ooh. let you know. Hmm. I I get something cooking. <clears throat> we'll talk about it after. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to wrap it up here? Yeah, I think I think I'm I think I'm about there. My my drink's about uh, at bottom, and I'm feeling nicely buzzed. Yeah, and this tamarind is only four and a half percent too. Tamarind, so it's nectar. like wow, this stuff's pretty good, yeah. you know. Yeah, and this uh, it may be it may be chemical flavoring, but uh, it's some nice wild berries. Mm. Well, coming up next, uh, your sports matchup is the Charlottetown Gophers versus the Burlington Witches. Wasn't that it, last week? Was it? No, it wasn't. I'm not sure. No. Last week was the Cambridge... I thought I heard Gophers. I might, I might just have Gopher on the mind. No. Last time it was the Cambridge Busters versus the St. John Mambas. Ah, okay. Yeah. And yeah, with I'm, that... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame it on... I'm going to blame it on the Gopher Protocol. <laughs> the Gopher Protocol. Actually, and... you know what? I'm actually... I'm actually, like... You know the uh, you know how there's like the the uh, mime type registry, right? No. What are you talking about? Okay, so IANA, right? The uh, the assign the assign numbers thing, right? For the internet, they. Uh, uh, you mean I can? No, IANA, I A N A. For the assigned names and numbers. Yes. So, so they actually have like a my. They actually have like a registry of uh, of known mime types, and I actually registered mime type for the PCX image format years ago, and uh, now and now I'm working at uh, at getting the uh, the Gopher text format <laughs> registered as well. well. I'm sure that'll get a lot of use, yeah. saving the world. All right, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm, I'm wrapping up. All right, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid.